How are you? Um, I am recovering. Did you have your operation? I did on Friday. I just got home this afternoon. Wow, you're brave to get online. But it's good. You, you want to put yourself in the healing energy. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I figured it would be something positive to do during this time. So, and I wouldn't talk. It was another way to guarantee that I would listen more and talk less. So, how was the intensive? I didn't do the intensive this year. I did it last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I assume it was wonderful. Yes, I assume it was awesome. So. Yeah. But it was so lovely to meet you and spend time with you at the retreat. Same here. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Well, I'm willing to pray in. If you're willing to do that. Absolutely. I don't know Tam and Lynn. I don't know Tam and Lynn either. Hi, Tam and Lynn. I see oh. a teeny, teeny tiny little picture. There she is. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm Tamalyn. I am new. I was at the uh, intensive and I joined. Okay, great. Well, welcome. Welcome, Tamalyn. Can you hear me well? Yes. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Would you like to pray us in? For me, Tam, talking to me? Yeah. Oh, sure. As we come together to this uh, call, we thank each and every one for being here, and we partner up with our higher Holy Spirit self and our higher Holy Spirit. Um, thanking us, thanking for being here with everyone and for being alive today and to get this information that is going to be dispersed to us and for all the benefits that we're going to receive out of it and to go out and to spread it and for everyone that's on this call and everyone that's coming in and has a desire to be on this call is out here. We thank you for them. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, Dina. Hi, Dina. Good evening. Hi. How are you all? I'm just on the end of a lightning storm, so that's why I'm running a real little late. You're, you're wow. sending it up here. I think I'm sending it to Paula, and it may or may not be quite finished. Oh. <laughs> I see. So 
Tam and Lynn just prayed us in. It was lovely. This is Araba, and I am just home from my surgery on Friday. So, how how are you feeling? Pretty pained and pretty tired at the same time. So, but moving along. Slowly but surely. Good. Good. Glad to hear that. Thank you. And I don't know, is it Tim and Lynn? Yes. Or were you just in the counseling intensive? I think I saw a picture of you. Yeah. Well, welcome. 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 Thank you. Tam and Lynn, do you want to share with us uh, anything from the intensive? Repeat that again. Would you like to share with us your, your experience at the intensive? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. My experience. Oh, my God. My First of all, I had the best roommate in the world. And- <laughs> Number two, the food was excellent. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the room was the, the hotel room was really neat and the whole atmosphere of the whole place. Um I never heard of Boone, North Carolina. Um, wow, I tell you, and the the lessons and the assignments and the people, our group was just phenomenal. Oh, it was so great. I tell you, I'm going back again for a personal experience, you know, just to um, hang out there. And I tell you, it is superb. I, especially the gift shop. Oh, my God. The gift shop was, oh, and all the staff members were excellent. I got to meet most of them. And they were so kind and so helpful and supportive. It was amazing. And uh, Jennifer herself was awesome. We just had so much fun with our assignments and looking at the different movies. And oh, my goodness, it was just. Oh, and the yoga. Oh, God, the yoga was great. Did you do Kundalini yoga? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Great. Since, since I don't know you, um, are you, can you give a little background on how you came to Jennifer's um, program and or any maybe are you a Course in Miracles student? Do you have a counseling background or you, what is your how do how did we uh, come to to know you? I met Jennifer, well, actually, the her uh, organization uh, about four years ago um, on the podcast. Uh, That's how I got to, um, to, to be with her, you know, to listen to and get all of her information to, to be uh, part of her groups. This is the first part of the group. This is the first group that I've um, been in with her. Um, and I saw her in Manhattan because I'm 
I am. I live in um, Bronx, New York, and um, I was reading her email, and uh, she said she was going to be in Manhattan with the John Monday. And so I um, went, you know, I go to John Monday's um, once a month event, you know, for the ACIM. Um, and so she was going to be there. And so that's how um, I got to meet her in person. And it was just, I just was actually, it was a, a thrill to meet her in person and to um, actually talk with her. And, you know, so that's how I became. And then while before then, four years ago, I used to listen to the podcast every day, you know, every Tuesday and also, you know, just view her website and, and look at some of the things, the retreats that she had, but I never joined. I just was a listener. And so um, I decided, chose to do the ACM, ACIM with Mary Ann Williamson, which comes to New York uh, every other Tuesday at the church, at the um, one of the churches in Manhattan, um, you know, every, you know, she's going to be there tomorrow night, Tuesday, the first and third Tuesdays. And uh, I chose to this year to really get into the um, Course of Miracles, um, which I had purchased a book about, oh, I guess about four years ago during that time when I um, got with the podcast and it was intent to be in a study group, but I didn't really follow through. So this time I, um, I'm looking to follow through and do some of the work, you know, do the work and um, just go to the groups and get started. And so I have a background of coaching, um, spiritual life coaching uh, with my church. Um, I'm training to be a coach, um, you know, with that, with our church and also out in the world as well. So I'm actually from, um, I was born and raised in Douglas, Georgia, but I moved to Miami, Florida when I was about 15. And so um, I stayed in Miami to about 42 years. And then seven years ago, I moved to New York City to be a part of my ministry that I'm in now. So what I do is I go back and forth um, to Miami and um, New York. Um, primary, um, my, I'm based in New York because I'm getting certain trainings from my church and I'm a part of a number of my, ch- I am a member of my church. And, um, and I also pretty much say I'm bi-coastal because I stay in both states, but uh, New York is my um, primary. So I chose to, to join um the spiritual counseling I talked with Jennifer about some of the, you know, going on some of the retreats. And so the spiritual counseling, I wanted to, you know, get certified into the spiritual counseling program. And here I am. (laughs) Thank you. Well, we're glad to have you. Yeah. Welcome Tim and Lynn. So is this, this is our call here, right? Um, Every, is it every other Monday or? I think it's every Monday, isn't it, Dina? Um, No, I, I, this one doesn't happen. I'm 
I'll have to look at the schedule. It's a little, it's like every maybe third Monday. And then the community call, and then we have a class, um, I think tomorrow at four. I think we actually have a class, but I'm not quite sure. I, I'm in so many of her programs, Tam and Lynn, I can't hardly keep up with my schedule. So I'm not a good one to answer that question. <laughs> I understand because I know what you mean because I was looking at some of the things that I'm going to be getting involved in, you know, and I'm going to be, and then plus I'm doing some, you know, some things at the church as well. So it's going to be very great. It's going to be good for me, you know, to get structured and then to, you know, really put my schedule together. So that's what I was doing today. You know, I was looking, I was saying, okay, is this called every other Monday? Because I do have a call on Monday evenings around this time. But that's great because it's going to be like every third Monday, you say? I think so. I, I would have to get somebody to look on the website. And to, and I, I know it's listed there under the counseling training intensive. It's got a schedule. But um, community, this is a community call. So I think it's, I'm going to guess every third and then, um, does anybody know for sure? Maybe you could pull it up on your. Yes, I did. I pulled it up and it said every other, but it didn't say what you're saying, third Monday, but it said every other Monday. So I'm assuming that this is the third Monday, right? Um, could be. Thank goodness we get lots of email reminders. That's a, that's a saving grace for me. Yeah. But this is the third Monday. <laughs> yeah, these calls don't happen as frequently as the other calls. So it, it is about once a month, maybe twice in a month. But um, Dina's right. And then we have the class with Jennifer soon thereafter, uh, which will be tomorrow at four. Um, and which then is nice. They go together. Master of Living one is uh, at um, eight, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so that's a challenge for me because I'm in Master of Living one. And uh, so I drop out to go um, when I can, but Mondays is not always a day I can do that. So, but, but since I'm sitting in a hospital bed for six weeks, um, I have that ability. So there's the blessing. That's a that's the way to look at it, Araba. There you go. Look at the positive. Absolutely, you might learn. Some terrific lessons in the six weeks. Be really grateful for it. Exactly. I'm trying. So, absolutely. Mm. So, did anyone have any amazing experiences? Well, um, are you talking about like with around counseling or just in general? I don't think it matters. I, I mean, I feel like. I feel like a lot of times we talk about the counseling experiences that were great when we meet with Jennifer, but not necessarily ones that were, you know, meaningful to you. So I would just pose the question either way. 
Well, okay, I'll um, speak a little to that. I um, had sort of a strange thing happen to me after I went to, well, Arba was there and Paula. We went to the um, Stop Playing Small Retreat. And I had some, you know, the amazing being able to ride the elevator because I have like a 30 or more year sufferer from um, severe elevator phobia. And I was able to ride you know, up and down probably about 10 times uh, going to work with my son, um, 15 stories. So that was great. I knew something had changed. I suspected it. <laughs> no angst, you know. Then I got back to work um, and I realized that or I began to suspect that um, – I had a more, I guess the best way to describe it is a, just an easier time seeing, let's say, causality. I'm not quite sure how to explain it, but um, the more I, more intricate, broader, deeper view of maybe why things were happening, in, say office dynamics, relationships, just things in general, um, it actually kind of brought me down toward the end of the week because I didn't really know what to do with myself. You know, just I didn't know how to have those insights and then they didn't, but I couldn't do anything about them. I couldn't step in and help anybody. I couldn't, they just, it it was like, it was like an observation deck only type of experience without having any, couldn't really make any use of it in particular other than just for personal learning. So I've spent the weekend working with it, trying to figure out, you know, and I think what's happening is that it's it's put me almost, it must be just part of the stop playing small mechanism for me because um, I'm now working on my like 18 month transition plan. Not that I dislike my work. I don't, but I just see, I see the change. I see the, I see that it's, I don't know what the word would be evolution, something. And um, I'm really, I really very seriously feel ready to make that transition to something. And I'm working with a coach, um, started working with a coach, sort of a transition coach. And I'm a 20 year career public servant. So this is going to be big for me, but um it just it just feels something happened some some kind of deeper vision or, or something like that um it it doesn't make me it doesn't it's not useful to me in my current employment um so i'm just going to see where it takes me i don't know if anybody else had any kind of experience like that <laughs> yeah um the the stop playing small has um, sort of emerged in my life. You know, it's not like I was thinking about it, but all of a sudden events were happening where I was stepping up in a way that I hadn't stepped up before. And I thought, wow. Now, I <clears throat> I judged myself and um it was it was not easy okay because when you're accustomed to, to playing small you know and you're in this safety zone of smallness uh to step up is different and all the reasons that I've played small were kind of like in my face you know I, I remember um having a, a, a memory of a past life I bring this up every now and then because it's kind of a metaphor. Uh, 
it was like I was a Jewish person in the, the Nazi time of the Nazis, and I was hiding in the sewers with other people. And you, you had to keep your head down, <laughs> literally. If you put your head up, it could get shot off. And you would also reveal the hiding place of other people. So, so uh, every now and then I feel like I have succumbed to hiding because I don't want my head to get shot off. So an event happened this week where I had to stand up for one of my clients and I grabbed my purse and I went to the bank and I confronted the mortgage broker who was working with her. And I said, if you only did this, if you did this one thing, her loan would go through. Why are you not doing this one thing? And I had really prayed on it. You know, the bless this situation, may all concerned be blessed and everything. <clears throat> but I just went there. And then um, he actually worked something out with the bank. So he did work it out. So I, I could have thought to myself, you know, you went and you attacked him. I could have thought I attacked him, okay, which I did. The other thought was I advocated for my buyer. I advocated for her. This was the second time that he let her loan slip through the cracks. So he was not advocating for her, and I went and advocated for her. And it still took me a while to accept that I was standing up for someone and not, you know, the question for me too was, if I had not done that, how would I have felt? You know, if I had not stood up for her and what was right, um, or what I, you know, I don't know, it's not about right or wrong. It was just, um, do you mirror to this person? Do you have the guts to mirror to this person or do you hide? And um, but it, it was really difficult because all the reasons why I hide were up for me. You know, so that that was an interest, interesting experience. And it's not just happened that once it's happened several times this week. You know, that, yeah, and that. I, I can relate to that. It's a little different working in city government because, you know, you know, advocating is a little bit different, but I absolutely identify with what you're saying. And I had a conversation with somebody today about, you know, um, sometimes when you bring those truths, if you will, or the, you know, what is, what is a, you might call the higher way or the more correct way. Um, you in my line of work, like we can, I think I've come to the understanding that, you know, maybe we offer that up, but we, we can't hold them to it. Maybe it, maybe it might be a little different in banking, but in government, you know, you've just got, it, it's just an array of different things going on and people beholden to so many different power plays and such, but, you know, to, to be able to point out, you know, the operating truth and as far as we can see it. And then you just step back and you have to let, but I, but I've been 
suspecting that there's going to come that time when I might now, and I think this reminds me of what you're saying, when I might say, I can't be a part of this. And so I'm going to go do that. <laughs> and, um, which I'm more suited to now. So, but you have to be, yes. And that's, I want to make sure that I prepare or, you know, that I allow the plan to be laid out for me and stay. I found finding myself waking up a little earlier, more prayerful, more prayerful, especially around government and, um, you know, just looking forward to laying out this a plan. I, I don't, you know, I know that I plan isn't a good word when it comes to, you know, Course of Miracle students, but allowing, allowing for to myself to be shown the plan and to li- to listen, to learn, to be more, much more vigilant, listening to the still small voice, which it seems much more um, important that I do that after since this retreat. Yeah, and another big thing for me that's shifting is feeling the divine within me. You know, I'm I'm more aware of when I'm reaching outside and thinking that the God, the Christ, is outside. And I'm able to switch more to to I'm feeling I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that connectedness. You know, and and it's interesting, though, that this week has been more intense than (laughs) many other weeks, (laughs) you know, and yet I I can wake up in that. I can move into that. Um, uh, And it's it's uh, it's been intense. I'm holding on to whatever I do, let it be in the best interest of all concerned and the highest good. Let it be in the best interest of all concerned and the highest good. Yeah. And I have to say, I felt a number of times like I was being kicked in the gut again this week. And I had I had to back off and be with it and go, okay, the divine alarm clock, the divine alarm clock. What am I taking personally here? Because it's not, you know. And it it was interesting because in the Course in Miracles today or yesterday, it said, there is no world. This is the main principle the Course is trying to teach. Boy, that turns a person upside down. You know, it it turns me upside down, but it's a good upside down. Um. Yeah, thank you for that. There is no world. That's helpful. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's kind of, uh, I I mentioned that to my assistant, Patty, uh, you know, because she uh, is a student of the course, too, and uh, she's an energy healer and she said yeah she said I just can't go there <laughs> she said because I'm here so I need you know other things and it's true it's like hand over hand holding on uh, to get to that place uh, yeah 
Yeah, and I think um, the developing, I'm going to really spend some time in the manual for teachers where it talks about the characteristics of teachers of God. Um, I was going over it a little bit with a friend today, the the trust development, and then there's some things after that that um, I didn't have a whole lot of time to look closely at them because we mostly read the trust section, but there's more. There's more, and it's specific, and I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to spend some time um, reading that. And then there's a part that says, how should teachers of God be spending their day? So when you really are, when you've really arrived, I guess, or whatever the term would be, that question doesn't even mean anything to you. It's something along those lines, the the book says, you know, that's, that's irrelevant question. Mm-hmm. How do you spend your day? It's irrelevant. So I, I, that's to me, I think that feels like my next leg of my journey is getting there to that place. The irre- it's all irrelevant and the world's not real, I guess, <laughs> and developing more of the uh, characteristics and um, yeah, it's and, it's and I'm excited in a way, you know, I know there's going to be changes and I don't feel afraid of those changes. I hope they don't happen overnight. I hope I, I'd like to have, you know, 18 months or so of transition time. And um, But to really come into some clarity. And I am I had a dream the other night that, um, and I was at work. It was definitely a dream about work in some huge building. And I was on the roof. And I, and I was swimming in this little pool on the roof. And it was very dirty water. And I and I said to, I've got to get out of this water. This 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 water is dirtied here. I'm gonna I need to go change my waters out or something. Like that. And it just That's really nice. significant to um you know some you know changes coming or um yeah. But it's been a little unsettling too. And I guess Paula, you sound like you've had a bit of that as well. Just because people are like I was trying to explain to another girl today. It, you know, you can see the discomfort at times. You know, I, I'm going to have to learn how to relate differently or a bit more masterfully, I guess, would be the better way to say it, um, because I'll see certain things and just with more depth or clarity. And then I might say that I'm, I've, I've been I've been known to just kind of speak, you know, sort of just let it out. And uh, that's. Can then you see that what you said might be true, but it's not, it's hurtful to someone or, and it, and it wasn't meant that way. It's just, it has an effect of showing something, I guess. And um, I, I'm just so shocked to see things that I didn't see before I left. <laughs> like, where did this come from? <laughs> and the dynamics of um, how people are. I, I can see this one lovely, lovely lady at work, but I just see what situation she's gotten herself in or, you know, is just is in because she's going to be required to take a test. She's, she's uh, not passed the test twice, I think. And things have just covered over it and she's trying to be super helpful. She was actually nominated for an award for her helpfulness. And I started looking at all this stuff and I realized the helpfulness was so she didn't have to take the test, have to think about the test and her angst with that. You know, and I'm seeing all this stuff. and I'm like, Oh, (laughs) Yeah, that's, oh, I don't want to see that, but, you know, so. Um, Forgiveness opportunity. 
Yeah, and, and also, you know, a chance to maybe be more helpful to her if I can learn to be more skillful about it. Mm-hmm. You know, help maybe along this, as, as I see the dynamics unfolding, and it's even deeper and wider and more complicated than what I'm saying, just about this one person, but to, you know, maybe be able to help craft something gently along the, along the edges, um, but to see how people can get, what I saw really was how people can get, how hard it is for people to get clear on what's happening to them. So they can get forgiveness and relief and freedom and, and rising. They're all tied up in something that is very convoluted and, and being fed from different sides and people not meaning harm. You know, it's just kind of reactionary or somebody might be trying to do their best and as far as what they know so far. And it was, um, it was a little unsettling, but you know, I'm, I'm coming to terms with it. And, um, so it's gonna. I'm gonna need to be. I guess this must be why teachers like Dewani Yawahu speaks. So it's so hard for me to understand anything she's saying. <laughs> she's probably <laughs> super masterful with her what she's saying. That it's like, what was that? <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, maybe that's what it takes sometimes when you're speaking truth is to be. You got to really tune in and listen closely, and you got to want to. You have to have a willingness. Yeah, so I found it really interesting, um, the experiences that both of you have had after the Stop Playing Small retreat. In some ways, I felt like, um, like I didn't feel that I was able to tackle or bring back to my life, um, several of the things we mentioned that we would do in order to stop playing small. And part of that was this, like, franticness of having to have all these things done or trying to have all these things done before I went to surgery in terms of coordinating painters and cleaners and all these people in my house every day and still spend time with my kids and go to the doctors and do all these things. So, but I did notice um, the day or two I came back, agreements came up in relationship with my sister and um, some of the topics that I put on my list did come up for me in very obvious ways. Um, And I I guess I felt down a little bit downheartened by them because I felt like at the retreat was so supportive and I felt strongly that I could do that. But by the time I got home, just the level of physical pain I was in, in trying to get these few last things wrapped up it just it felt like it took all I had just to maintain any spiritual practice and to just be like here I am you know not feeling very useful but here I am and just please help lead and guide me so um yeah so I still feel like as I'm recovering, I have those things to look at and how to really put them in my life. Um, 
So the retreat was interesting because I went into it feeling like I was going to have this amazing experience that was going to be so motivating and so healing that I would take that with me forward into my physical healing after my my surgery. And um, of course, that is what is happening in reality, you will say. That did not feel like my experience. Um, everything felt harder and everything felt like a lot of unwillingness and reluctance was coming up. I could see myself um, saying and doing things to ask for more support around it and then feeling like, no, that that would be like trying to put myself front and center, you know, questioning my motives and a lot more almost confusion around it. So... Um, and then again, there were some personal issues that were at the retreat that came up some more afterwards, but they've settled down, um, into where they're going to be. And I'm okay with that. So those have been blessings. Um, but yeah, I, I had a, what I expected or what I hoped to get out of the retreat didn't fully realize. And yet so many of the topics that came up for me to specifically work out, I found like immediately as soon as I came back, they were right there and very visible to work through and with. Um, and I recall speaking to my neighbor and saying, yeah, you know, my sister was upset with me and, you know, over some things. And a couple of days later saying, oh, um, you know, yeah, I hope you and your sister have a good time. I know, whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's over because, you know, forgiveness work that I'm doing is really great. So I did start writing the 40 forgiveness letters, too. I did find that I needed something to carry me through to really get at more of that because of that feeling of disconnect between the retreat and then coming back to my life. So I was not able to do 40 letters in 40 days, but I am doing 40 letters. So I've done, I'm up to letter five now. Um, and I didn't do any when I was, way for surgeries so, uh, probably start back tomorrow but that has been really helpful to to see where I am in various areas and to take smaller chunks yeah Erba that sounds a lot like um, the experience I had at the counseling training intensive so many people were it was so uh, the one I went to back in October um it was obvious how many people were having more, I guess, more loving, more, more. They almost looked to me like they were on cloud nine. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I would had gone below the earth or something like that. You know, it was mm -hmm. just, but um, following that 
was so much, um, I did so, had to do a lot of inner child work. Quite, a, quite had to have a counselor um, that I worked with through Pathways of Light who's connected with Jennifer as well. It's a Course in Miracles type thing. So I worked with her and just a lot had had to do count have have one of the spiritual counselors work with me had some upsets um that were pretty incredible unexpected with um just within my trying to be a, a spiritual spiritually guided person in um actually with my co-facilitator and um but in the end once it all it's you know, whatever, how many months that was, um, it was, it was an incredibly deep healing. A lot of junk that needed to go went. So sometimes, and now this, this other, this playing small retreat, I was just basking in the feeling of love that I, you know, and, um, it was just so different than the other one. So, Um. But that doesn't, you know, make, it could be that the counseling training intensive, in spite of how how I left feeling and the things that occurred, I may have had exponentially more healing, you know, in terms of, uh, and it may just be that I maybe, maybe it's where I was at the, you know, I, I, there's a, in the teacher's manual, I think it talks about the undoing and the, you know, different things that you go through to get, as you get yourself um prepared mm-hmm. and that you, it says something along the lines of it doesn't have to be painful. You don't have yeah. to suffer. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think maybe, maybe it was along those lines where I um, just didn't know how not to suffer at that time. So some things cleared that now got down to like um, helping me to be more like I can choose to value myself, myself. And I didn't really have that before. That was a huge change. Very important for me. Self-love. Yeah. And I, I would hear people say self-love and I had no idea. I'm like, what does that mean? You know, just didn't, does it mean like you get a massage or something? Like I didn't really understand. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you buy some new clothes. What is that? self so, but, you know, after the self-valuing became a better word for me, mm-hmm. and um, when I understood that I, you know, and there, I, and I still use, I, I use it all the time. If I'm feeling funny around something, I'll say, okay, so I've learned not to let others, you know, be in control of directing my sense of value, or you might say self-love. So mm-hmm. what do I think here about do I value myself in spite of this stuff out here going on? And that'll be very often the conversation that I'll have with myself. And I will say, yes, I do. I do. <laughs> or I'd like to, I'd be willing to. So that was a, so sometimes I guess I, you know, I don't know what anybody else's experience is, but um, for me, what was upsetting and unsettling ended up being after time and work, um, huge, huge healing. And, and I wouldn't trade it for all the being on cloud nines or feeling whatever at a retreat that that healing was well, well worth priceless. Well, I think we're in time. That was beautiful, Tina. That was. Thank you. Uh, and I, I do think we're in times where our shadow 
is coming up, our shadow. You know, uh, going to a stop playing small and then seeing all the smallness and the fears yeah. that we have that keep a person small. And I, I just think that it's we are willing to do this work. And that does, uh, I think, include taking chunks of shadow and turning them into no thing, putting them in the violet flame or, you know, um, discreating them, not just for ourselves, but for our whole civilization. That was beautiful. I love the way you said that. Making the shadow parts no thing. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it exactly, and it it's. Uh, but I think I think what I'm hearing from all of us is we're more aware yeah. about what we're thinking and the judgments and the choices, and you know we're willing to look at them, and and you know I had the experience like with this with that situation with going. Um, to the uh, guy, even if I was wrong mm-hmm. and it was an attack, I was like being okay with that. If, you know, I, I, I felt guided to do it, even if I was inappropriate by it, I can forgive myself. It's like I offer this up. I offer this up. Let it be. Let it be for the highest and best. And if it, you know, um, forgive myself. And I didn't feel horrible. (laughs) I didn't beat myself up. That's great. As we bumble through this enlarging part. (laughs) Yeah. 40 days of self-forgiveness letters. Yeah, that's great. Yep. I'm going yeah, to up a, a list of people that I would like her to write forgiveness letters for me. Oh, okay. Sarah. I know, well, I know Jesus did have Helen do similar things in the new book where she, he asked her to do miracles for people that she had harmed. So uh, I don't know. Not a bad idea, although I'm barely getting through my 40. So you might have to wait. I mean, I love the way you guys both put it. Uh, You know, I think for me, even at the retreat, it was a challenge. But when I got home and then they took as part of being getting prepared for my um, retreat for my surgery, took away like all my teas, my some more medicines, some more everything to the point where I literally was um, unable to move and do things without you know, having to call my neighbor to come and rescue me or like get food for me or medicine for me. And, you know, it, it definitely brought home a lot of fear and a lot of worthiness things um, about how do I do work like this? 
and work through things like this when inside my body when I'm physically not capable of doing specific things. So, um, so yeah, it's a journey and as part of my healing, I, you know, will be working on my chakras and all that good stuff. So I just want to thank you guys so much for sharing, um, your own journeys and, I always do feel like since I'm so young and masterful living that I sort of already feel a little bit behind or a little bit like I may not have as much to offer because my journey has not been as long or as thorough as other people's. So I really appreciate all the love and support that you guys have given me and I loved meeting you in person at the retreat and really made it real you know how amazing and wonderful people you yeah, absolutely it was such a pleasure meeting you in person and being in groups with you and um and I agree with Tamalyn. The food was wonderful, and <laughs> there, were just, there were just so many nice things. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I would like to share um, about, you know, when you are really playing small, you, you never get to really see um, who you can be. You know, because, you know, I know for me, playing small is like hiding, you know, and actually sitting in a room like no one can see me, you know, like I'm just visible. But um, as I grow, uh, since I've grown these four years, um, I was able to see that when you're playing, when I'm playing big, um, I don't get to see, I don't get to go through uh, the situations are not difficult not very, you know, not difficult to go through um, playing small because you're thinking that, I'm thinking that I cannot do those things or I don't have the, I'm not equipped or I'm not eligible, you know, uh, to be here or do that or I'm not capable. But when I move up and push the envelope and, you know, look at my forgiveness of myself, that's what I got out of my um sessions um at the um spiritual intensive counseling retreat on forgiving myself it was me not others it was just me forgiving me for that i can't stop playing small and move up to what um what i so desire to do you know on this earth and so i was so grateful um for that to be in that, you know, to be in those uh, sessions and to just, I, you know, it was just so, it was so pleasant because it was, you know, it wasn't stressful. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was intense, but not a intense, intense, if you know what I mean. It was just, you know, going to the, going to the uh, sessions, participating, um, doing the work, you know, and uh, we had the opportunity to uh, write a letter, you know, uh, to ourselves, uh, well, you know, about forgiveness and different things. And so it was really, you know, and we partnered up with other, you know, ones to do the assignments, to counsel each other. And I thought it was so, um, so good, you know, because it was just designated and orchestrated 
for us to be with the people of who we were with and who were we talking with each day. So it, it worked out from the time I got there to the time I left, you know, going to the airport and everything. I tell you, it was just amazing how the work, if you just, if, um, one participate in doing the work you see so much results that's my share that was beautiful thank you yeah i i so agree the um the amount of counseling that you you give and you receive at the intensive retreat is a chance for it's so intensely healing or revealing or cracking or opening up other things and allowing you to that um it may it's it's actually as i'm sitting here thinking about it i think i may up my being a person who's being counseled a little bit as i'm working toward my hours um yeah i think i think it's so, it's so good to have these conversations so i'll be reaching out to more of you for sure well yeah, i think you know what happens um is that when you are the counselor, you really get to be God. You know, you really get to be love. You, you get to, to listen from the heart and not, not judge. And in that regard, we're all alike, Araba. You know, it doesn't matter how many years you've been in this or whatever. But we're all the same in that space of listening from the heart and being present with someone else. And within that space, things will shift for both, for both people and for the planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. The, the, the experience of, um, and I wish I could, I will try to apply it more to everyday conversations in life, but that sense when, you know, you're, you know, you're nervous, you know, you're getting ready to have a client, you know, you're, and then you remember, you hear Jennifer's voice in your ear saying, you know, let's, let spirit work through you, you know, just step aside. So I start, I guess you all have heard me describe that. I get, I'll see this big hand in my in my imagination and it's comes swoops down it's like a divinity hand and it just kind of pushes my ego aside and allow a flowing um and yes i especially in the activation sessions i did feel like i was especially when people would go to the six month or one year out and they would really click with the time what i sensed as time travel and it, it did feel beyond time and space and um, some of the, some of the advice they gave to their so-called former self, which is really their current self, you know, and then coming back, it was very um, incredible to, to be a, an observer of that. Yeah. And you created the space for that. Right. Exactly. And so that just takes, that's a basic one Oh one, I think of um, allowing uh, and being willing to have ego and, and however you define that for me, it's the ego thought system to so have that put aside and then something flows through a river of uh, higher something. <laughs> and we can all do that. We can all do that. 
no matter how long we've been in it, no matter what we come from, what we did. Um, it's a willingness to allow ourselves to, to step aside and, and let spirit come through. So all of us can do that. Well said. Thank you, ladies. I'm going to excuse myself. Um, so I can jump into masterful living, uh, but such great words of wisdom. I appreciate that, and I'm so glad I joined. My mom was like, "You gonna do classes?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm laying here anyway. I might as well listen." So, well, it's nice to talk to you, and um, I'll have you in my prayers for speedy healing. Thank you. Thank you. Healing deep. Abiding healing. Yes, I like that. Thank you. And we're actually at time. This um, Paula, do, would you like to do the prayer out? You're you're the you're the wordsmith tonight. I love the words you're coming up with. <laughs> uh, yes, um, I um, we are so very grateful for this time together of sharing our journey in coming together to our higher holy self, to our God self, to that which we truly are, just as God created us, love. We are coming together with that. We are uniting with that. We are bridging across the separation. And we are healing that separation. We're healing it together and as we heal it together we are bringing with us the whole of the sonship the whole of our diverse expression bringing it together to the one to the heart of god to love and may we be blessed by that love may we be healed by that love may that love encourage us to go beyond playing small, to express that love. May we be blessed to do so. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank goodness for forgiveness letters. As we get larger and express ourselves, we can go do our forgiveness letters. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> nice to meet you, Tam and Lynn. Yes, nice to meet you. Yes, thank you. Nice to meet you all. I will be seeing you again. So these meetings are an hour. Yes, yes, yes that's right. Okay. okay, so we meet on um, next month on the third, or? Well, I don't have it clear in my mind, but um, if you go on the spiritual spiritual counseling website page, it, there it is on there the, the community call, and then tomorrow there's a teaching call, and so it's it's in some certain pattern that I haven't gotten memorized, but but but, but you get it in your email. Yes. Okay. All right. You get it in your email, and then just look at your calendar and click in. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. All right, ladies. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love you all. Love you. Thanks, Paula.